Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. DC City Cast. Tuesday edition, Frank Hanrahan from Beeson with you. DC City Cast, of course, is presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Download that app right now, betrivers.com. Uh, about, uh, about yesterday, I was uh, one and two on the night. Won the San Antonio Spurs minus a two and a half, which actually ballooned up to minus six because there was no LeBron James. He did not play with a, a knee bruise or knee issue. So it closed at uh, minus six at bedrivers.com. And the Spurs won easily, 117-100. Would have taken the Spurs, uh, even with the Lakers having LeBron James. I gave that out at minus two and a half. So that's a, a big, fat winner. Unfortunately, I lost the Bulls uh, getting seven at Philadelphia. And again, it was one of those uh, bets that you make, and then you check the score, and you sort of know really early on, okay, that's going to be a loser. (laughs) And I also gave out Towson minus four and a half CAA semifinals. They're playing this one in D.C. for for goodness sake, uh, down at the uh, entertainment and sports complex. Uh, Towson, closer you know, they're up the road, just past Baltimore, right? Delaware a little bit farther, but uh, Towson could not uh, could not even cover. They didn't even win. So Delaware advances to the finals of the CAA uh, with that loss. So one and two on the night, documented 36 and 34 now. So two games over 500 since we uh, started the uh, D.C. City cast. Um, 
So we'll get some back tonight. Got a couple of games that I got my own. You can either fade, you can either follow. It's all in good fun and entertainment, uh, which I guess is what uh, Calvin Ridley thought. And coming up here on the DC CityCast, we'll get into the biggest sports story of the day, maybe the week, maybe the month, perhaps of the year when you look back at this. And I also want to get into former Wizards uh, Russell Westbrook having some issues with what people are saying to him when he's playing, I guess, on social media. And he's he's had it up to here and he can't take it anymore. So we'll get into that as well. And plus, I'll give out my uh, official releases uh, for tonight as we try to keep this bad boy going. The uh, big, big story of the day. How about this is Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. We always knew that. I was thinking he may go to the Denver Broncos, but the reports are he's getting paid out the yin yang. Uh, He's staying in Green Bay four years, $200 million. That's the reports. Highest paid player ever in the NFL uh, history. Gets a whopping $153 million guaranteed, and his cap number goes down. Uh, so the guy's sticking around in Green Bay. Captain uh, Captain Drama. Um, so <laughs> I thought he was good as gone a year and a half ago, right? Agreed to one more year, and now he's back again, baby. And that's good. I would like to see him finally... Uh, get over that hump yet again. Won, what, one Super Bowl 12 years ago? He's 38. We've seen these quarterbacks now go deep into their 40s. Great investment, and it just shows you how uh, thirsty and desperate teams are. Even when you have a quarterback who's pushing 40, man, they're going to pay him that type of money. Hello? Hello, Washington Commanders, anybody home? Time to make a big move. Because the Green Bay Packers are not messing around. And Aaron Rodgers is like, boy, did I play this beautifully. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, four years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. Man, it's good to be, it's good to be him today, man. And remember they, they drafted what Jordan Love a couple years ago as his, his successor. <laughs> So I don't know what the, the, the market on Jordan Love is. Uh, maybe the commander should look into him. I don't, I don't know. We haven't seen enough on film. Got to see more on film of uh, Jordan Love. So uh, what does that do for the rest of the quarterbacks in this league, man? Like, wow. They look at that number and go, holy crap. Craziness. Craziness. And again, he's 38 years old, 37, 38. He just got four-year contract extension. It's a beautiful thing for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Let's see if they can finally not choke uh, in the postseason. I do want to get into the Calvin Ridley situation because that was the big story uh, late yesterday, and it continues to be a big water cooler chatter uh, on this Tuesday. The Falcons uh, wide receiver who gets uh, a year-long suspension for allegedly, and I guess he sort of, yeah, he's already admitted it through uh, social media that he bet on NFL games uh, while he was, well, here's the thing too. He was on a mental health break from the squad. And let me just say something. If you want to take a mental health break, you can do whatever you want to get 
and feel better. But I would never suggest gambling on sports <laughs> while you're taking a mental health break to get better mentally because it's a drain, bro. We all been there. You got money on a game. Doesn't matter how much it is or how much money you have. It's a gamble and it, it takes a lot out of you. So if that if, if that was his way of sort of dealing with whatever stress that he had in his life, more power to him. But for me, that just adds a little more of an edge. Right. But so here nor there. So he gets he gets popped for betting a parlays fifteen hundred dollars worth of bets. Now, here's the thing. He should have known, and I'm sure he did know, that that's a no-no. You can't bet um, on games if you're in the NFL. And I'm sure in the back of his head, he's justifying it by saying, well, look, my God, NFL has official partners in gambling. I see these ads everywhere um, during our TV timeouts. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. But again, that doesn't excuse an NFL player from doing the, let's be honest, it's moronic to bet on a league that you play in because just red flags go up in the air everywhere, right? And the fact that Ridley opened up his own account on his own phone and was betting that way, I mean, did he want to get caught? because you should know look i'll just get my buddy he can open up an account i can venmo him money there's so many different ways if you really want to go about it to wager on nfl games and not get caught so i'm wondering did this dude just have no clue that this was the rule he must have. He had to have known the deal. I'm just trying to think of something that, well, I'm sure there are a lot of things that you could want to do that are illegal. But you know, if you put your name to it on your phone or on your credit card, it's going to trace back to you. So you might want to rethink how you're going to go about getting that said thing that you want that you know you're not supposed to do. So is Calvin really Ridley just not that real really intelligent when it comes to this kind of thing? Did he want to get caught? There are just so many questions I have. And then his defense about oh it was only fifteen hundred dollars and it was a parlay and um, but he's out one year and eleven million dollars. That's a hell of a risk. He got nabbed, and now he's got to sit out for the entire season. Legacy tainted, if there was any legacy. Career certainly in the balance now. Um, all to make a NFL play. Apparently, he he did uh, one of his parlays. He did bet on the Falcons, so he never bet against the Falcons. You would have to think the NFL is going to do a little bit more background research, though, on his connections, on his contacts, who he's dealing with. Uh, you know, there were some lame social media videos about this looks like a guy who's on the take. Well, he was running backwards like a lot of receivers do after catches. Like that's not a that's not a telltale sign that he's he's shaving points or whatever. But this brings up so many other issues with this league, and a lot of times when people do make mistakes 
and other folks are quick to defend them, they'll say, oh, well, the crime wasn't that bad. He shouldn't be getting X amount of time, right? I mean, my, my thinking is he should never have done that in the first place, and then we're already being defense lawyers for him. But it is curious, the lengthy suspension of a year, a year, like is Goodell trying to use this as an example? Probably. But when you look at other players, and I saw this to be interesting, again, I don't want to say, oh, because this guy only got so-and-so, then Ridley shouldn't have gotten a year. You can't, it's, that's hard to do, right? But it just makes it interesting where the priorities of this league are when it comes to handing down these sort of suspensions. Drugs, gambling, Europe creek. Domestic violence, alleged sexual assault, eh, slap on the wrist. So I get that argument from people who are saying, my God, man, that is a harsh penalty. It's a really harsh penalty. Because what they say is that Ridley had no inside information or he didn't use any inside information. He was just gambling on his app. He made uh, you know, a few parlays here and there, a total of $1,500. And that warrants a year's suspension in the NFL's mind. So if it was, let's say, a half a million dollar bet, is he still getting a year? Or is he getting more? Is it because he only did 1500 or is it only because he did it a couple times? How did they come to that conclusion that this is worthy of a year-long suspension? Because if I'm the commissioner, it's like a two- or four-game suspension. Again, if what the investigation came up with is what actually they came up with, it's, I don't think, worthy of a year suspension. Again, not giving him a pass. What he did was stupid. What he did was not right. It was in the eye of the NFL. You can't do that because you're an employee of the league, and it strictly says no gambling on games. But for him to get suspended the whole season for what they say he did, uh, I don't think the time fits the crime. Should have been like two or four games. Still, that's a hefty amount of money the guy's going to lose. But for him to be docked a whole season is crazy. It's pretty crazy. But I think Adele is using this as, and unfortunately for Ridley, he is going to be the poster child. Is it poster child? Poster boy for not gambling on games ever. Never do it. Like the idea of even talking to your buddy about making some bets. Players now are probably terrified. Saying, I can't even get close to that kind of stuff. Even again, though, it's everywhere. The league has partnerships with NFL uh, gambling sites. Even though in pre- and post-game shows, the spread and the lines are everywhere. The players themselves cannot be anywhere near that. So that's the message being sent from Roger Goodell. Who, By the way, it's very easy for him to do the research and for them to come up with this year-long suspension. In the meantime, they have so many other issues swirling around. Again, separate, but I understand the frustration for people who are looking at the Ridley situation and saying, hey, look at the Washington football team situation. How long are they going to figure this thing out with this owner who got slapped with a $10 million fine? And we'll see what, what shakes out in the future.
Again, separate, but I understand the argument. So Ridley gets a year, and I, <laughs> I hope, he, well, not even, doesn't even matter. I'm sure he lost his bets. It's very hard to win parlays these days, so just big L's across the board for him. And I don't know if he'll ever recover from this. Probably will. He'll be back. He was tweeting about how he gets a year to recover and get healthier. I get the lure, too. I, I, I see it as he made a mistake. Shouldn't have done it. But I can see how easy it would be to fall into that trap where you just want to make a quick uh, bet, make your day a little more entertaining. You know that you shouldn't be doing this. And you're thinking, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I think I think we know now what the worst thing that could happen is, even if it's on the most minuscule bet of all time. And that I would love to hear the questions from Goodell, for Goodell about why the the amount of time for that. Like if he had bet more games, more money, would he have gotten more time? Or is it just a simple fact you're betting? So, man. And clearly he's, there's, he's admitted it and he can't appeal it and he's done for a whole season. If I'm the players union, man, this is when I, I got to start. I got to start working on this. Next CBA, work it in. Like if my guy gets pinched for betting on a game, come on. It can't be a year. So... <laughs> Oh, what a day. And it, it, it reminded me of many years ago, for some of you young people, you don't even remember this, but there used to be this show on ESPN called Playmakers. If you can find it somewhere on DVD, <laughs> I don't think you can find it anywhere on streaming sites because it was so outrageous at the time that ESPN was in bed with the NFL and the NFL got pissed off about how ESPN was depicting professional football. Now, the, the, the show was about... A, a fictional team that was in a professional league. It wasn't like it was the NFL, but the 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 story was that the NFL was so unhappy with the way that ESPN was portraying professional football. They were like, you can't have the show. And if you continue the show, you're going to be putting your contract with us in jeopardy moving forward. So that show was quickly canceled after, I think, seven or eight episodes. But it was just basically like all the dark crap about professional football which basically has come to fruition through all these years and it was going on then it's going on now it had the drugs it had the doctor who was cd putting in the extra painkillers for the player it had the player who was searching out in the uh, bad neighborhoods uh 20 minutes before kickoff trying to get his fix it had, i mean it just had everything which you know, at the time, it was sort of eye-raising, but now you look at all the issues this league has had from then until now, and all of that stuff has either happened or will happen or will continue to happen, and just add Calvin Ridley to the mix of a player betting on sports, betting on games, and getting caught, because that probably would have been in a Playmakers uh, episode. So if you got a chance, Google Playmakers ESPN and just look at the plot and look at all the stuff that was going on. It was pretty fun. It was a funny story. So, you know, I tweeted out yesterday at J. Frank Hanrahan that said Playmakers wasn't realistic enough. It just wasn't because uh, life imitates art sometimes. And boy, oh boy, it has done that. And tenfold when it comes to the uh, NFL and fictional shows about them because they just continue to one up themselves. I mean, there's so many stories, if you think about it, from the NFL that they've produced, these players. So many issues. 
So many issues. All right, anyways, coming up next on the DC CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Got my official release tonight. I also want to get into former Wizards guard Russell Westbrook, who is really upset about what people are saying about him and about his family. And we, we got to talk about the line and how what, where they should be drawn when it comes to professional sports in this day and age with social media as well. That is all straight ahead. DC CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 do not forget to download subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast dc city cast presented by bed rivers frank hand ran from Beeson. we appreciate all of your support feedback on the social medias and uh we do we absolutely do follow along at j frank hand ran on twitter at bed rivers and at VEASAN Live. Coming up, I will have a couple of uh, games for you tonight. In fact, we already got the uh, conference tournament starting on Tuesdays for the big boys. Like the ACC is already starting on a Tuesday. <laughs> like Back in my day, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's Tuesday through Saturday. You know what they should start doing? And I think they did it a couple years ago in these big conferences where if you didn't uh, have a great record. If you were at the bottom of the barrel, you didn't even qualify for the postseason tournament. And I think it got pushed back from these schools that just want to get that little bit of experience in the tournament. Uh, but they they should think about that. Like, have actually a, a regular season that counts so then if you have a really crappy record, you don't even get to go to the tournament of your conference. Because, I mean, they're having these first not even it's like first round games in these big tournaments like the ACC and the Big East like Georgetown do you think they should deserve to be in the Big East tournament I mean so that's just something to think about moving forward Tuesday games in conference for these big five teams or big five conferences um there's like a two o'clock game already it's like Pitt and uh BC or something Total is only 129 at Bed Rivers. Poof, it's a low number. Love low numbers. Love unders in low, low numbers. But that backfired the other night. So anyways, want to chat about former Wizards uh, guard Russell Westbrook. Came out uh, last night after that loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Says that his family's being harassed on social media. Um, his wife said that... They're getting uh, death wishes, and uh, Westbrook said that uh, when it comes to basketball, I don't mind the criticism of missing and making shots, but the moment it becomes where my name is getting shamed, it becomes an issue. He said, I've kind of let it go in the past because it never really bothered me, but it really kind of hit me the other day. Me and my wife were at teacher's parent conferences for my son, and the teacher told me, Noah, 
He's so proud of his last name. He writes it everywhere. He writes it on everything. He tells everybody and walks around and says, I'm Westbrook. And I kind of sat there in shock and it hit me like, damn, I can no longer allow people to besmirch my name because I guess folks are calling him Michael or excuse me, Russell Westbrook. Uh, he said, Westbrook, Westbrook, for example, to me is now shaming. Shaming my name, my legacy for my kids. It's a name that means not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, the ones kind of paved the way for me. Now, that's a tough one. That's the way he feels. I respect it. But growing up playing hoops and playing at the highest level, I think, well, I think I'm sure he knows. And I understand why he's pissed. I would be too. But sometimes you just got to know what comes with the territory in this day and age. If you're making $44 million, not saying that I would like people to call me names, uh, but I'll take the hit to make $44 million playing basketball. Now, if it's like really legitimate threats that's uncalled for and, and, you know, get the authorities on that. But when somebody's calling me Westbrick, I mean, that's just trash talk. I don't think it's going to stick. It's the first time I've actually thought of that or heard about it. Westbrick. It's actually kind of, uh, <laughs> it's kind of ingenious. But I think the pressure has gotten to him. He's had a terrible season. He was really good for the Wizards in spurts. He was a triple-double machine. Then he gets moved out to L.A. And quite frankly, Father Time has caught up with him. And he's he's not good. He's, he's just a shell of himself in just nine months. And when you are playing that poorly, you're obviously looking even harder for the, the critics, I think. Or you're, well, not that you're looking for it, but it's it's even louder in your ear because it's questioning your talent and your skill level. And I'm sure he's questioning his talent and skill level because he is just playing so poorly this year and the Lakers are just playing terribly. So as you can tell, I don't know if I have that much sympathy for him. Obviously, I, I do when it comes to these social media threats or... Uh, people going after your kids or your wife on social media, that's a whole different story. But when it comes to your on-court performance and you're getting uh, um, names thrown your way and people shouting stuff at you, um, as much as you want to respond and reply, you know, I think the minute that you reply to that, they got you, Right? So if you say, hey, I hate being called Michael, or why do I keep saying Michael? I'm used to the old uh, Washington football player, Michael Westbrook. When you say, hey, I don't like that, what do you think is going to happen? Right? Think people are going to shut up and, and not say it? Uh, so I you know, I hope he plays better. I think it's the t- I was surprised the Lakers haven't done a uh, John Wall and just put him on the bench put him in street clothes and say, we're going to ride without you for the rest of the year. Uh, Cause there's clearly a lot going on for him, but I hope that these things get cleared up and uh, we don't have to hear about this. And from a fan's perspective, and this is where 
social media stinks because a lot of times it'll be one or two people on social media saying something about a player and that gets magnified to, oh my God, so many people are going at Russell Westbrook. I mean, I see it in my line of work all the time where you get one or two emails about something, maybe just one, and you and people will freak out. Or you get one reply or one uh, Twitter person sending you something about one of your picks. That's just one person, but, you know, you can make a big deal about it if you want to. Say, oh, ah, you said so-and-so was going to win. You suck. Or you gave me the wrong pick. That's just one or two people. And I'm sure for Westbrook, it's a lot more than that. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm thinking if you're Russell Westbrook, you have got to literally block out the noise. How do you do that? You don't do social media or you don't look at the comments. You don't go on the Internet. That's the one thing that I learned years ago. I used to do a show with Vinny Serrato, who was then the GM of the Washington Commanders. <laughs> and I learned then, never read the comments or the emails that have anything to do with your show. I mean, I, I, I read some things I couldn't believe. And yeah, at the time, they were, they, they were chat my ass. But I learned my lesson. Like, don't read the comments, bro. Don't do it. Now, it's hard to avoid it when you're in the arena and people have signs and people are saying stuff. Um, but it's a great lesson for all of us. Don't read the comments. Don't read the replies. Stay off social media. You know, pay me $44 million. I think I could do that. I think I could do that. All right, coming up here on the DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers, let's uh, let's talk about something more positive, and that is our picks for tonight. Got some NBA and some college games I'm looking at. I want to continue this mild, warm trend. Sound like a meteorologist? Um, Thirty-six and thirty-four documented after a one and two Monday night. We're gonna get back on the horse with uh, some official releases next. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Handran from Veasan. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 after a uh, one and two night on Monday, I took an L with the uh, uh, Chicago Bulls getting seven at BedRivers.com at Philadelphia. Sixers blew them out. I did win San Antonio with a victory over the Lakers. I told you I'd never been on the Lakers again. And that rang true with a victory, even though they didn't have LeBron James. It opened up at two and a half. I still would have taken the Spurs. It closed at uh, Spurs minus six. They went by 17. So that was a winner. I did uh, take an L in college hoops, uh, betting on the Towson Tigers, who fell outright L. They were favored by four and a half over Delaware, but they took the outright L against um, those blue hens. All right, uh, checking out BetRivers.com for my couple releases tonight couple games sort of stood out 
at me and um oof, some big numbers on the board tonight uh the la clippers by the way uh host the wizards tomorrow night the clippers are going to have a back-to-back because this evening they're at the golden state warriors getting five and a half golden state didn't play any of their big guys that were in denver steve kerr was all pissed off about having to go to denver and turning right around and playing uh the clippers tonight um totals 222 and a half um i'm gonna i'm gonna take the uh i'll take the la clippers getting the points at golden state because I'm thinking, people are thinking, oh, well, Golden State's rested. They had their backups play uh, pretty well at Denver. They lost by seven to the Nuggets. Now they're back with Curry and Thompson rested. They didn't play last night. So the Warriors should run over them. I'll go a contrarian approach here. I'll take the Clippers plus the five and a half at the Golden State Warriors. That is one of my NBA plays tonight. My other NBA play... Um, Man, Phoenix Suns are really good. And why are they only five-and-a-half-point favorites at the Orlando Magic? My God, should I should I do the unthinkable here and take the Orlando Magic, who are just so dreadful? Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sack up and take Orlando plus five-and-a-half tonight hosting the Phoenix Suns. Suns just uh, lost by double digits at Milwaukee. Still no Chris Paul. Still on the road. Orlando is god-awful. And yet, and yet, I'm going to take the Orlando Magic tonight, plus five and a half. Boy, I'm brave. And I want to do one more for you. We got NCAA Hoops started. Um... There is a, what, NC State and Clemson at 4.30. Uh, there was a game of interest. So, Delaware, who won last night at Towson, is favored by 2.5 over UNC Wilmington. They're playing this one in downtown D.C. The total is 133. Low scoring expected. Um, let me click on the tips line here. Oh, Delaware has given up 67-plus points in 14 of its last 15 night games at a neutral venture. How about that little tip? So you could actually go over their total of 65-and-a-half at minus 118 at bedrivers.com. So with that said, I expect a close, low-scoring game. Do I go against my gut here? I will stick with my gut. I'm going to take the under 133 in the Delaware-UNC-Wilmington game. So Delaware may score over 67 points, but hopefully Wilmington only scores 60. So there you have it. Those are my plays tonight. L.A. Clippers plus 5.5 at Golden State. Orlando Magic plus 5.5 hosting the Phoenix Suns. You got one of the best teams record-wise in the league versus one of the worst teams in the league record-wise, and the number's only 5.5. So I'll take the magic in that spot, and I'll take the under 133, Wilmington and Delaware. Documented 36 and 34, so hopefully by tomorrow we're going to pump those numbers up. we got to pump those numbers up. And to uh, put a bow on the D.C. City cast presented by Bet Rivers, I'm thinking now the big narrative this week will be uh, Jordan Love. Could he become the next commander's uh, quarterback? Because Aaron Rodgers now uh, signing that humongous deal with 
the Green Bay Packers. And Love was what the first round pick a couple next a uh, couple years ago. And uh, so, what would be next? Maybe the Denver Broncos. Um, could uh, could uh, Washington be interested? His contract is very affordable. He's only only due to make about one point seven million in twenty two and almost three million in twenty twenty three. Just comes down to what the Packers are willing to uh, uh, get in return for him via trade. Clearly, he's not in their long-term future at all. And I don't know enough about him. I think he played, what, one game this past year when uh, Rodgers was on the uh, COVID-19 list? I, I don't know if he would fit the bill for the Washington Commanders, although this is where their coaching staff and scouting department makes their money. How high on the board is he? Still very young. Was a first-round draft pick just two, three years ago. So there's another option that will be out there this week, it sounds like, for the Washington Commanders, who, as we know, (laughs) as we know, they want a quarterback. They need a quarterback. But is Jordan Love one of those? I guess we shall find out very, very soon. All right, again, reminder, follow me at jfrankhanran on Twitter. At VEASAN Live, at Bet Rivers. Again, we appreciate your support. We'll be back here on Thursday to get closer and closer to Selection Sunday. This has been the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanrant from VEASAN. We shall see you.